Alright, hello everybody and welcome to this third episode of the Indie Darist Podcast, a show where you can get to know the people behind the pixels. From me, your loyal Indie Darist, who's Anthony L. Wolf, social media content manager by day, gamer by night. To be fair, I feel like I always introduce myself in different ways during these episodes. Uh, I will stick to something at some point. With me today is uh, another indie dev, of course, uh, coming from Germany, I believe. Uh, aren't you, Matteo? Yeah? Yes, I'm from Germany. Perfect. Uh, his name is Matteo Kovic or Kovic? How do you say your last name? Uh, Chovic. Chovic. Oh, yeah, I was completely off then. Perfect. Yeah. yeah it's crash. <laughs> right. So I'll let you introduce yourself. So just um, tell the listeners a little bit about who you are, what you're doing, and more importantly, why I've invited you here today. Hello, my name is Matteo. I am a 20 years old solo dev from Germany. I'm the developer ZoroArts, it's my nickname and my developer name. Right now I'm developing my first video game since two years now, Maki's Adventure. It's a pixel art action platformer with shark demons and it combines two games I really love, Hollow Knight and Zelda Wind Waker HD. So that's uh, about me and I'm here because my game releases in 12 days. So it's really excited right now. Yeah, it must be a very exciting time for you. Well, uh, the game does release in 12 days. For the listeners, it will probably be already available, actually, because the date is... Uh, uh, well, I'll let you say it. The date is the 18th January 2023. Yeah, that must be very exciting for you. So we're going to talk about your game a little bit in a second. Uh, um, uh, but yeah, first of all, let's start with a little icebreaker. What's your favorite game? Uh, and you can choose indie game, a triple A, both of them, whatever. But, you know, you mentioned Hollow Knight and Zelda Wind Waker already. So I think I know uh, where this conversation is going, but I'll let you speak. It's a very big decision to make. But if I would decide on one game I really love is Wind Waker HD from the Legend of Zelda franchise. I really love this game. It was a game I played when I was like 13, I think, when I got my Wii U back then. And it was my first game on the Wii U, and I really loved it. I played it in one night, I think, like about six hours, played through the game, and I really loved every second of the game. And that's why I also want to catch this feeling of the ocean and traveling between islands in Mikey's Adventure. So um, Wind Waker HD is one of my big main inspirations for my own game. Right, yeah. Well, that was... <laughs> Uh, that was one of my uh, questions later on, so you already covered it, that's right. Uh, but yeah, so, well, I'm, I'm actually interested in this question, which I ask to everybody, because it's always interesting to learn from you guys, what inspired you to become a game developer in the first place? So in your case, when did you realize that you wanted to be a game developer? And what was your aha moment? Like the moment that you said, oh yeah, this is what I want to do. This is uh, my biggest passion and I'm going to go forward with it. For me personally, it weren't one aha moment. It were like many different moments where I really fell in love with game dev. I started three years ago with programming from zero knowledge back then. So I before programming in game dev, I only drew things. Like I, I, I am a pure artistic person. So I love to draw and I draw since I think six years now, seven years, it could be like that. Um, I started in my childhood. I loved drawing. I watched many anime series like Dead of Conan, for example, and I fell in love with drawing. I started to draw portraits. And back, later then I wanted to create a game because 
uh, in my school back then there was uh, the quarantine, quarantine, I think, when when Corona hit it. So in 2020, where I started with game development, uh, like it was a time where we had to go home and uh, had homeschooling, and it was really boring at home. So I tried to uh, get some more hobbies and things I could uh, spend my time in. <laughs> so I do not have to do school things the whole day. So I started back then with programming basic video game AIs with Python. I started to make like piano tiles uh, AIs and um, the, uh, the Google Dinosaur game. I also made a AI for this game. So it was really um, cool to see if, uh, that you can actually move things with lines of code. And this was like one of the big things that like made my brain go, oh, I want to do that in my life. I want to, I want to pursue this this way in my life. And um, later then, um, I started with Game Maker 2 when I had to, so I wanted to make video games and not only video game AIs. So I wanted to make my own big video game and like many other game devs in my, in my age, we all want to make the, um, the big dream game as our first game, which is a big mistake in my opinion. <laughs> but um, after failing a lot, like I started Marquis Adventure actually one year earlier than I always say, but back then Marquis Adventure was a whole different game. It was called Light vs. Dark and I wanted to make like dark demons versus uh, like light creatures. So the light should um, brighten the dark parts of the, of the world and you actually play the bad antagonist. So it was a really weird concept back then. And it should be a mobile game. It's really funny, in my opinion. And now it's becoming a Steam release. <laughs> so it's really um, a huge journey for myself. Yeah, and after failing in Game Maker, I made a small break about one week or two weeks because Game Maker was really hard for me. But after this week, I decided to maybe give it another try with Unity. Unity was a big engine back then. Like I think it was the most, um, and is uh, um, today also the most popular engine next to Unreal, I would say. Um, but yeah, I started with Unity. I really fell in love with the tutorials. I found it great that they actually try to teach you the engine by, their, by themselves. And you do not have to search for tutorials on uh, YouTube, for example, because Unity uh, itself has tutorials built in the engine, so it really helped me a lot back then. And also, like um, I started them with Unity, like connecting with people, getting to know people who are better than I, so have more knowledge and are basically more experienced than I am. And that helped me a lot back then. And that's uh, about my um, journey. And also, like small achievement helped me helped me really really much, like getting feedback from players, getting um, YouTuber coverage. Those are things that really um, like showed me that there's actually a that I can actually move stuff if you know what I mean. So that I do not uh, like spend the whole day at home and um, I just like play video games. I create them. That's my big uh, passion right now. Yeah, well, it's a uh, it's a story that I deeply resonate with because during the pandemic, well, actually before the pandemic, I was um, well. The listeners will know I'm not. I'm not from the UK originally, but I live in the UK now and I moved to the UK about five years ago. Um, at the beginning, of course, I was doing some retail job and it was very, very boring. So one of the things that I've always wanted to do is uh, write a game, write the story for a game because I'm a writer uh, by profession. So um, 
I decided that I wanted to do like a little project here and there. So I started coding myself. And I see myself in what you said about the first games that you did, like the Python uh, AI and uh, and the Google Dinosaur game. I tried them myself doing, doing those little tutorials at the beginning when I was trying to figure out how game design works, how game programming works. And then I tried doing Unity as well. So yeah, it's, it's an interesting journey uh, learning to dive into game development. But one thing that I wanted to... Um, highlight actually is the fact that you said that you are primarily a person of art a creative person that designs and then you know draws things and having tried Maki's Adventure the demo I can I can tell that that's that that's your thing because the the style is just beautiful it's just so simple but also it works so colorful it just really helps um conveying that atmosphere and I think I think it really works well for Maki's Adventure that you adopted that style. Uh, to be fair, though, the thing that you said about um, a game where you play the antagonist, I think that's an interesting concept. Yeah, maybe strange at the beginning, but with a bit of refinement, I'm pretty sure that it could become something interesting. So yeah, don't don't just uh, uh, push it away um, just then. But yeah, so um, onto onto something again. Let's move on to uh, games as as they are. What's the game that you played recently? That made you go wow. In my case, uh, it was God of War Ragnarok, but of course, because that's a massive game uh, and uh, with massive detail. But what was yours? I like to be honest. I do not play that much anymore. I like when I play. I love to play multiplayer games with my friends, like Overwatch, right now at the moment. And like, um, I'm really an annoying player, I think, because when when you start with game development, uh, like for myself, like. I start to watch uh, and search how they made the textures and how they made the world come together, how the 3D models actually uh, work together and how they try to connect the buildings of the ground, for example. So you start seeing the flaws in other games, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One really a big interest right now. So when I start a new game, I always try to see how the people actually made the game. I want to, like, I want to get to know the people. I, when I had, I had the choice, I really would love to get in touch with some 3D modelers at Blizzard because I really admire their work and I really I really love the, the 3D art in Overwatch, for example. I really think it's a great art style and it's really cool to see big AAA games and as an indie dev, as a small indie dev, I really love to inspect the, the worlds there. And when I had to choose, like right now I played Rocket League recently, I played Overwatch and... I really love to play Brawlhalla. Like, if you know Brawlhalla, it's really... Uh, Never I played it, but I know, yeah, yeah, heard about and it. And the art is beautiful. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, well, I, I can assure you that that thing you mentioned that is, uh, oh, now that I program games, I see the, the, the bad things about the games that I play and I just try to examine everything. I assure you that it, it's the same for every single art. Like, I'm sure illustrators do it. I, as a writer, do it every time I read a book. I cannot enjoy a book anymore because I'm constantly analyzing. Uh, so <laughs> what can you do once you move to the other side to doing the actual things that, that you enjoyed in the past? Then you can become a pretty <laughs> annoying um, uh, enjoyer of that hobby, so to speak, uh, or hobbyist, even. Uh, look at my English there. So um, here's a bit of a deeper question. Now, you told me what inspired you to become a game developer. Why 
are you a game developer? What drives you forward? For me, I personally cannot just end it right here because like right now, if you build an audience, if you build a community around your game, you just cannot quit the game right now. I, I would feel so bad if I just posted a video. Sorry, guys, uh, I don't release the game. It's over. I don't want to work on the game. Like, to be honest, like as many other game devs, I sometimes I really don't want to work on the game anymore because I saw the same game over the two years every day. I work on the game every day. I do not have any 0% day. Even if I don't want to program, I start to make 2D sprites. I, for example, right now I'm drawing uh, Steam achievement sprites a, a lot. I want to uh, implement 30 or 40 different achievements by launch. So I have to do many different um, icons right now. And I really don't want to do it. It's such a boring job, to be honest. And I would love to program another mechanic into the game and do more like uh, fun stuff as a game developer. But um, like right now, I have so much pressure behind me because people, people want a good game. And I also like this game could change my life, like uh, even not not even financially but like uh, releasing a whole game is doing something with your head i think and um like when i got the game out i i feel so i would feel so good i think and i'm so excited for the launch so even if i have days where i wake up and think i don't want to work on the game anymore i i do it anyways it's like <laughs> i do not have the choice i just do it <laughs> Yeah, I, I feel like a lot of developers feel that way. I mean, you you see the same game over and over, and then you start growing, not necessarily bored, but it's just, you know, it, it just, it becomes heavy. But at the same time, you're building a nice community, and I can see it because I follow you on socials. By the way, we will have a space to talk about your socials and where people can find you uh, towards the end. But uh, I can see that you're building a nice community around your game, around Maki's adventure. And uh, uh, I can see that people are um, inspired by it. So, yeah, I suppose that sense of community is what is driving you forward right now. And that sense of commitment, you know, you, you have a duty to that community that you need to release a good game. So, yeah. Um, but now, uh, something a bit more fun. What's the most annoying bug you fixed in Maki's adventure? <laughs> Ah, holy, that's, that's a really, really great question. Um, like one day, uh, there has to be a story around the bug. Without telling the story, it would, wouldn't be that funny. Um, I was invited to a show called the DEFCOM. They have, a, like they are, I think, um, we, we'll say a daughter company of the Gamescom in English. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I they are partnered so. with Gamescom. And the DEFCOM was shortly before the Gamescom happened. So I was um, exhibiting Mackie's Adventure um, on the DEFCOM at a booth there. And um, like this was um, due to my nomination at the German Video Games Award. And I got in touch with the DEFCOM team then. And they invited me over to a, like, a podcast format. And yeah, they played my game back then online in a Twitch live stream. And I thought the demo was great. People couldn't find any bugs. It, everything will be fine. I'm good. And... They will love the game. That was my thoughts about, and I was really excited for this Twitch stream because this this was the first time someone played my game live in front of viewer, viewers. So not only at home. So they were in the studio and they were recording this um, live stream. And in the, at this time, nobody found this bug, but they they found it. It was a bug like with the first um, minecart section. Um, the minecart uh, stopped to drive uh, up the 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 track, 
it was because of performance and the PC. Like um, in the physics were differently calculated because of the frame rate. So my PC had 60 frames per second, but I think the, the PC there had um, more or less, uh, like not 60, I think they had like 30 frames per second on their PC or 40 for the recording. And the the car just stopped the minecart. It it won't um, continue to drive the, the minecart section. And the it, they were stuck. They couldn't end the demo. They had to end it there. And it was really, really um, embarrassing for me as a dev to say, sorry, you have to end there. You are softlocked. We cannot continue. Like the people there were really like, they, they laughed about it and they really lost this bug. And <laughs> they also, this was really funny too, because um, the the player there tried a really skilled jump and actually got into the cart anyway. So the cart drive, drive, um, continues driving when the player enters the car. But um, on this section, the player has to move out and jump out of the car, and the car like decreases its speed but continues to, draw, to driving. But when you j jump into the car again, it will just uh, go faster. So at, in the end, they could fix the, the, the soft block. But it was a really fun time, and the bug was really, <laughs> really annoying. It was. Uh, I guess I guess you have to think about all those things when you're just how is it, how is it going to run on different machines? You never know yeah, until you really actually get in the hands of players. Frame yeah. rates. Yeah, frame rate is really important to look at. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, uh, you've you probably noticed a pattern by now. We do a serious question. We do one a bit more fun. Now, here's the serious one. Do you ever feel lonely or discouraged as an indie game as an indie game developer, and how do you cope with that? Every day, to be honest, <laughs> like it's it's not like uh, when you have a team, you have people to share the, the same interest and to share the stuff you want make on the game. For me, it's like I'm a solo developer. I, I get stuff from the internet, like music soundtracks, for example. But that's it. I only get uh, like right now. I only got. Um, four different soundtracks from the internet but the rest i made by myself <laughs> and it was, was really hard to do it and like to work on this game right now i'm working on the game because release is really near i work 10 to 11 hours a day right now because i i don't have university lessons right now but as soon there are my exams so i have to learn too for the, the exams and it will be really stressful in a few weeks but I'm happy that the game is out in two weeks. So yeah, I, exactly. And then, <laughs> but it won't be over. Then uh, I, I have to do bug fixes, patches, and I. The people think uh, the players, for example, think, "Oh, you you will be fine then. Then you have time for everything." But no, I do not have time. <laughs> yeah. Like the first month after release is really, really stressful and will be really hard because people fi will find many different bugs. And yeah, of course. Then you have to fix them during the first <laughs> month. Yeah, that. Yeah. Uh... I tried to, to make, uh, make a first day, a day one, day zero patch, I think. So it's the same day as the release. I want to, um, is there any game breaking, any game breaking bugs? I want to fix them on the on the same day. Mm -hmm. That's my yeah. the thing I want to do. Yeah, well, it sounds like you have uh, your plate full right now. Yeah, you, you've got yeah. loads to do. Yeah, well, just remember to take care of yourself, of course, because yeah, yeah. that's... Uh, uh, I, I know a lot of developers do crunch, but I think the industry is going towards a more healthy place, fortunately. So, yeah. But, uh, okay, well, I guess I can ask you this, even though you mentioned something um, just just now. Do you have any heroes in the industry and uh, anyone you look up to 
specifically? Well, you mentioned the 3D artists for Overwatch Blizzard. Uh, anybody else? Like, especially I have heroes from the indie bubble. Like right now, I really, really admire Thomas Brush, if you know him. And Oh, yeah, yes, I know Thomas Brush, yeah. Follow him I on really, socials. I really love his work. And, and David Whaley is uh, creating the first tree. He created it. I think it released in 2019, when I remember right. And those are two people I really admire in the in the game development um, bubble from from YouTube. I watch every video from them, and it's really really crazy. Like they do a great job, and I really I really want to get there in my life. And like um, especially Thomas uh, started I think at the same age. He was 20 back then when he like um, made his first um, uh, indie release, I think, and so. I, I hope that my life will go into this direction too, that I can um, become independent one day. And um, yeah, but first of all, I want to finish university, of course, but later I, I really would love to make my own studio. What I like about Thomas is that he managed to reinvent, I mean, not reinvent himself, but he found his own niche. So being an indie developer, he found a community and he built a community around him being an indie developer and then started giving lessons on how to be an indie developer, how to sell your game, how to do indie marketing, because it's been through it before. Uh, so yeah, it could be very inspirational. You know, he's a great guy to follow on socials. Um, you did mention something curious before. You, uh, you mentioned uh, just now, really. Um, you said that you did take a track, a soundtrack, of music, one of, of the tracks of the game from the internet using maybe Creative Commons licenses and whatnot. But the others you did yourself. I can see a guitar in the background, which the listeners won't be able to see. Are you a musician as well? I made music for my game. I'm not a good musician. I played guitar a lot when I was a child. I had guitar lessons back then. But um, trust me, I, 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 like, I forgot everything. I had to start with the basic uh, chords on the guitar and... It, it's really difficult to learn guitar because like my fingers cannot um, get onto this level I was earlier when I was a child and it's really hard and to be honest it's really hurt uh, to play guitar because like my fingers are really sensitive I don't know why but um, I really love to make my own sound effects for example like the achievement sound effects and the item item get sound effect are made by myself and I also Maybe I will try to implement my own like um, outro song for the credits where, where I play my own song and um, maybe also like um, um, cooperate with a singer I really love. Uh, he's streaming on Twitch and he also plays a demo and he like offered me his help. Like I would play the guitar and he would sing and it would be a really cool thing for me. But um, it will depend on how my schedule will work out. So maybe we can figure out like a 30 seconds song but it would be i cannot uh, yeah, like a little it. theme yeah like uh, some 30 seconds of, of um, sang lyrics and whatnot but yeah that's yeah i play guitar too um i don't think you can see it from the camera but i do have one in the background and uh i used to play guitar as well studied music for a few years uh, fortunately, not as a child, so I still remember things. Uh, but yeah, I can uh, I can confirm it's a bit hard, and uh, you need to get used to using guitar in a certain way. I, I I find guitar much more difficult than piano because of all the different ways in which you can create notes and the fact that you have six strings. Whereas on the piano, it's everything on one plane, 
and uh, those are the keys, and you just move up and down the keyboard. It's still difficult, um, but I, I find guitar a bit more difficult for some reason, though I love them both in different ways. Um, well, I guess I guess those are all the core questions that I have for you. I have a few parting words. Uh, first off, are you already thinking about your next projects, and can you give us a hint? I know that right now you're all focused on Maki's, but maybe you have some ideas for other games. Who knows? Like I have many plans. I'm like I won't be um, uh, short on ideas. I will be short on time, but not on ideas. I have many different ideas uh, right now. Um, one thing I really want to do as a next uh, thing is, of course, like when Maki's Adventure gets um, like popular and um, it will be um, worth spending the time and the money into it. I would love to make something like a physical release as a next project. And of course, a, like collector's edition with, I really like one thing I really would love to do is a digi digital art book. I would love to do that. And like, uh, I, I spent uh, the time to collect every single graphic and sketch I made on those two years. And they are all on my folder with 10 gigabytes right now. And I could easily make an art book with 100 pages and um, like that people can um, understand the way how the characters are made. And like I, for example, like I made every character in my um, first, I got this idea in my head. Then I like when I was um, in school, for example, I had many different ideas and I sketched them down on a piece of paper. And with the sketch, I went home and tried to pixel this character in a sprite, my software. And yeah, that's my, that's my workflow. So many ideas came when I was in school and had my um, lessons then. <laughs> so. Well, yeah, and like, I'm sure people can find it interesting to, uh, to see your creative workflow and how you work, how you create assets from scratch and all of that. Yeah. Uh, can help other indie game developers too. Yes, and also like from a next game, I would love to maybe make something like a roguelike. So um, I really would love to. Oh yeah, make you're a big a fan more... of roguelikes. You have my yeah, approval I love there. Them too. <laughs> I would love to develop a game where the replayability is much higher than a story-based platformer, and like people can uh, find their own techniques and find their own like ways to uh, the, to get the highest score and to the to the to the highest. Um, um, like well, my idea was to make a game where you fly a helicopter and oh. uh, you have to destroy a city out oh, of voxels. Okay. So you have this voxel city, everything is destructible and you have to destruct as many uh, as many houses and uh, cars as possible. That would be so very cool. A very thing. arcade game too, I guess, with points and score. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I can see that. I can see that. Yeah. Pretty cool. And... Um, I would love to make them, and for example, then other like police, for example, with police helicopters try to stop you from it. And you have like enemies like that. And the map gets like, for example, smaller and smaller over time. And it gets harder to move around and stuff like that comes to my mind every, every day. <laughs> yeah. Well, I am sure you won't be short on ideas as you mentioned. So yeah, that, that there's plenty to look forward to. Well, there's a uh, one last question I have for you in terms of Maki. Maki's Adventure, uh, and this is something that I thought about when I was playing the demo. Uh, so what do you hope to achieve with Maki's Adventure? Like, what what is your dream outcome when you release Maki's Adventure? Like in six months, in a year, I don't know. Well, of course, the physical release. Anything else? 
Um, so you mean uh, like from feelings on and from achievements or Anything, from financial? Yeah. And could be financial. Could be what's top of your mind. What would you like to achieve? Um, feelings like count too, my, of course. My biggest um, goal will be that I can be independent from Mikey's Adventure, so I can m make my next game full time and spend uh, every day on the game without having like. Um, stress from school and university and other things and just focus on game development connect with more people and get to more events and meet more people get more connected with the industry and like i try to get to every uh, event i can i was at, at gamescom as an exhibitor for example i was at defcom i was uh, like next month i'm on the next event uh, exhibiting Maki's adventure and I really love to connect with the community, connect with other game devs and like connecting and being independent. That's my biggest dreams. Um, I do not want to make mil like, of course, I would love to make millions from the game, but it's not my main, my main interest. My main interest would be to build a life out of game development so that I could uh, live from it. That's my biggest goal to achieve. Oh yeah, and I wish you that that you managed to do that. There's a one now. Uh, Maki's Adventure is already out uh, for the listeners who are listening to this. By the time I publish this episode, it will be. So head over to Steam and look for Maki's Adventure without an as an, uh, an apostrophe. Um, Maki's Adventure. Uh, repeat another time and just give it a try for for Matteo here, who put Thank so much so passion much. into the game. Also, there's a very specific thing that I noticed when I was playing Maki's Adventure, which is this game would be great for speedrunners. I saw how dynamic it can be, the fact that you can just dodge and move a great distance, you can jump and you can dodge in the air, so it's very, very dynamic as a game. Uh, so speedrunners, I'm pretty sure, they would love to break your game in a thousand ways possible. So that could be a community that you could reach out to, perhaps. Um, so about connecting with indie game developers, which is something that came out a couple times during this chat. Um, shout out to other game devs that you admire, who is somebody that people should absolutely follow. Like right now, I would say Soyblock is his name on Twitter. He's making um, like cinematic 2D old school uh, story game and it's really great. And I connected with him on Twitter back then. We met on many events and he's a really cool person. He makes animations of also and he has a really cool team behind him and they are doing a great job. They were also exhibiting at Gamescom and I was with them all the time and annoyed them. <laughs> so... <laughs> Uh, other than that, I would say, um, let me, well, I have to think about it. I do not want to. <laughs> well, I like, think, right... I think one, that, that one came to your mind, like top of mind. So I think, I think that's, uh, that, that's the chosen one, so to speak. Now, okay, well, thank you for your time, Matteo, today. Uh, let's, let's just wrap it up by saying, where can other people find you? And if they do, how can they best support you? Okay, right now I have many different accounts, so the best way to find me is on Twitter. I'm called ZoroArts underscore dev right there. Um, of course, also I have a German TikTok account named Maki's Adventure underscore official. And like many different other accounts, like on Reddit, like just ZoroArts, on um, Instagram, ZoroArts18. And yeah, you can just type Maki's Adventure, I think, and on my Steam page I have all my accounts listed. And of course, like wishlisting, 
even after release is really important because you will get notified on, on discounts and um, it will really help me a lot with the algorithm. So wishlisting and of course like buying the game, playing it, giving it a review and uh, sharing your experience on YouTube for example if you record things or stream things. People ask me, I think it's really uh, weird, but people ask me, can I stream your game and like which game is allowed to stream? I do not know any game that... So you don't need to ask, you can just stream or play the game live. So yeah, feel free to do that and thank you. Yeah, and of course if you do stream or play the game live, make sure to let Matteo know because I know he will be very, very happy to know that. Well, yeah, um, so Maggie's Adventure is out. Go onto the Steam page, and of course I will put all of this information into the description of the episode. Matteo will probably send me links after this recording so I can put them in the description itself. So, okay, well, thank you again for your time, Matteo. It's been great to speak to you, and it's nice to see that you have so much passion. Uh, I really can't wait to try out your game when it comes out. Uh, and for the listeners who are already listening to this episode, just go out, go out there, wishlist it, buy it, do whatever you can to support Matteo, because I know he would appreciate it. Thank you. So here we are. We close another Indie Diary today. That's episode three of the Indie Diarist podcast. Thank you so much for listening. If you did enjoy the episode, I hope you enjoyed my chat with Matteo, who's so young, by the way. Oh my God, I'm 27. Why am I even saying that? (laughs) So uh, uh, anyway, if you enjoyed the show, uh, please make sure to tell your friends, subscribe. Uh, You can find the show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, anywhere you can think of. And if you would like to support the show further, um, you can just simply follow us on social media. Follow me on social media. You can find the show as at the Indie Diarist on Twitter. Right now I'm just on Twitter, but more platforms may come in the future. So make sure to support Matteo by wishlisting or buying his game. And I guess I'll see you next time.